welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Business Success Show with me, your coach business, Coach Mac Atram. And today you are in for a treat. I'll be speaking shortly to Adrena Sawyer. She's based in Maryland, USA. And, but we're going to hear more about her background and what she does. Hopefully, we'll get some inspiration, some motivation in terms of what we are doing here as well. So let me tell you a little bit. Hey, welcome, Andrina, by the way. Welcome, first of all. Thank you so much, Mac. Thank you for having me. Wow, I'm loving your smile. Andrina, for those who don't know, she is an author. She's a business strategist, a diversity advocate, and her background is very wide and includes surviving the civil war in Sierra Leone. Now, she's very authentic. She's been through the battles of life, business, just things that happen. Where most people give up, she just finds a way to keep going on. She has wowed audiences to embrace their past, to accept their present, and to maximize and optimize their future. It's not just about now, it's about where have you been? Don't let that hold you back. Where are you now? It's not there forever. Where are you going? There is a map and she's gonna share a lot of that stuff with us. She's originally from Freetown, Sierra Leone, as I said, and her family moved to the USA when she was only nine years old. Imagine surviving a civil war, coming to a new country, new people, new sounds, new smells, new school, new everything and having to just get on with it. No excuses. And that's how she lives her life. We are in for a treat right now. Andrina Sawyer, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Business Success Show. <laughs> Max, thank you so much for having me. After that, that generous introduction, I feel like I should be running into an arena. Like I'm all excited for a basketball game or something. <laughs> well, that, you know, we, we have one life. Let's live it fully. If you're not enjoying what you're doing now, what's the point? Hey, that's what I say. Enjoy. And, and I, I'm really, really excited to have this conversation with you um, because you worked. Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, maybe from an entrepreneurial uh, background, first of all. And what led you to that? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, again, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be um, on your show and just excited about the platform you've created. Um, a little bit about my background. So I am celebrating 11 years of full-time entrepreneurship this year. Congratulations. I, thank you. I say that all the time because I'm, I'm personally proud of it because the first three years, I did not think I would be here. <laughs> so 11 years ago, I, I quit my job. I was working at the Department of Human Services, loved what I was doing, loved the team I was on, but just felt like I needed to do a little bit more with my life. I wanted ownership. Mm. So I quit my job and I, I said, I'm going to follow a passion of mine that's long been a passion that I wasn't even aware of, uh, which was nonprofit development. Okay. Um, and I say it's long been a passion because I actually started my first nonprofit when I was 15 years old. 
did not know there was a term for what we were doing, but I just started it because I loved it and I wanted to, to invest my time wisely. Okay. And so fast forward again to 11 years ago, I quit my job and I said, I'm going to provide consulting services. I'm going to do it as an independent contractor. And this would be my first formal taste of entrepreneurship. So I worked, I worked, I worked. The first two years were great. A lot of adrenaline, a lot of support from people. Year mm. three came around. I hit this wall and I thought my life was over. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, all, all my resources had ran out, right? So I didn't study business formally. I went to school, went to college for sociology, community development, things like that. So all the things that that I, I was doing based on adrenaline and just uh -huh. kind of just winging it those first couple of years, the resources ran out, the adrenaline ran out. The people that were so gung-ho and were very supportive initially, they were now invested in something else. Right. So it was a lonely process and it was a process of a lot of scarcity. Um, and that was pretty much year three to maybe about six was me right. trying to figure out how to do it right. I was doing it, but I wasn't always doing it right. Um, and then, you know, year seven hit and I finally figured out, I think I've hit the sweet spot. I've hit this stride. And because I'm a genius, I went ahead and started another, another business. Okay. <laughs> and put myself through some more torture. Um, but I have absolutely loved it. Uh, it it's sweet torture. I, I'm saying that term lightly, but I, I've absolutely loved it. It sounds like it's been a real roller coaster ride, huh? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Isn't that the entrepreneurial's journey? One month you feel like a legend, a hero, and the next month think, "What has happened here? What's going on?" And that that is that is part of the journey. So uh, I love what you're saying. That you know, most we know research shows us that ninety percent of small business owners don't pass five years small business don't pass five years so for you to pass three years four years five years seven years and you're saying now you found the kind of sweet spot the kind of thing that works knowing that you didn't study business but you've had to go through the school of hard knocks to figure it out so what were some of the things that you figured out that has now put you in your stride and gained momentum for you well, I, first of all, I love that you called it the school of hard knocks because that, that's what it is. <laughs> but it, it's so rewarding and it's so fulfilling um, when you feel like you're getting closer to graduation from it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but one of the things that I learned early on is that businesses are made of systems. You know, I, when I went into it, and it's even more prevalent now, I was caught up in the Insta success kind wow. of culture. Mm -hmm. which is that if you just do something really well, the people will flock to you. You will have this Instagram instantaneous success. And I quickly realized that's not how business works. That's right. Good businesses are built on systems and you need systems for different parts of the business. So you can't just have this large kind of Ferris wheel concept, but you need businesses, uh, systems for your finances, for your operations, for your customer service, for your marketing. Um, and if you know how to unite all of those systems, then you have a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, those first couple of years, that was the first thing that I learned. 
then I learned that it also takes some soft skills, right? So knowing how to communicate with people, knowing how to be a good leader so that you don't have high turnover like most small startups have, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing how to engage with people, um, knowing how to do bookkeeping, knowing how to do marketing. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but so many takeaways, the biggest being businesses are run on systems. Passion is not enough. I like I thought it was. You've got it. You've got it. You know, what I often say to our clients is that if you've just started your business and you've, yeah, it's exciting in the first few years, the first one or two years, but when that passion dies down, it can, it can really hit your business. So you've got to have more than passion and that passion, that more than passion I call purpose. What's the purpose behind your business? What difference is it there to do? What difference is there to make? And if you know the purpose and the reason why you and your team are getting up every day to go and do this business, when the passion subsides, that's what's going to be the fire that keeps you going, knowing that you are there to make a difference to other people. And I know you do that in abundance, Adrena. Tell me something, at the age of 15, when most kids just want to have fun and doing all these things, you set up Triple T. MAD or Triple T MAD. What is that? It's a, I know it's making a difference to other people. What, what? Yeah, you know, back, I, I honestly, I don't know how to describe what that season of my life was other than it was me becoming more self-aware and tapping into interests that I had and wanting to merge my interests with my passions and my skill set. right? Uh-huh. A lot at 15 to process. But what Triple T MAD is stood for teens trying to make a difference. So teens trying to the three T's, MAD right. make a difference. And all I did, right, for for maybe the last two years of high school was I rallied my friends together, right? Uh-huh. So once a month, we would go out to soup kitchens, we would do AIDS walk, the March of Dimes, anything to service the community that oh, wow. not yeah, it didn't require us to be this great agency. It didn't require us to get a lot of funding. You know, the more sophisticated parts of running a community development agency, mm. it was just interim services that we could do as a collective. And so it started off with some friends from church, and then it became some friends from school because it started in the summertime. So once the summertime was over, I was then able to bring in a couple more people that were classmates in school. And my mentor at the time, Cheryl Bryant, she was our chaperone. She would drive us in a, in a church van to these little locations. And that's what we did for about two years. Once a month, we just served. My goodness. Tell me something. It's such a good cause to do, and it serves humanity. Where do you think that came from in terms of that internal thing within you to want to make a difference? Where did that come from? That's a, layered question so part of it i think is spiritual right so i'm a pretty spiritual person people that know me know that part of me Mm. um and i i label it as spiritual because there are parts of it i can't really explain other than there's this deep ingrained desire in me to do better to do more Mm. so i think that's part of it but the other part of it i think it's just because of my circumstances and the way that i came to this country you know at one point i don't know i haven't checked the stats recently but Sierra Leone was, you know, bottom tier when it came to economics. It was two thirds of the country was illiterate. I come from very humble background, right. very humble background. And so I think at 9, 10, 11, when you begin to kind of conceptualize what your, con- like the reality of your context, 
Mm. You just, there's something about that that says, and there gotta be more to life. There has to be more to life. And I think, again, that self-awareness piece, me coming to the realization, I have been fortunate to come to this country to get an education. I live in a pretty decent neighborhood. I have everything that I want, but I'm coming from a situation where a lot of my friends, most of my friends did not have this opportunity. Um, and something about connecting those dots compelled me to want to take action. And that was the only way I could. Wow, 15. You, you already <laughs> had that drive within you. And it's not easy, even as a fully grown adult, to um, galvanize a, a bunch of people and say, we're going to do this. By the age of 15, you were doing it. That says that you had some kind of leadership within you at an early age. You know what's so funny, Matt? So this was something, <laughs> and I regret it, but it, the process was overwhelming. There was a friend of mine also belonged to the church group, and his name was Patrick, and he was kind of our established leader, right, in our little community. And once I thought through the idea of Triple T Matt, I got so overwhelmed that I asked him to be president of the organization. Mm. And I thought about that. I still think about that to this day, all these years later, about like the weight of whatever it was that was happening in my heart and in my mind in that season was a, was overwhelming to me that I, I, I visioneered it, but I wanted to pass it on to someone. And, you know, when people ask me what you just asked, which is why, the only response I can give is that it's it's spiritual because right. at 15, I don't know. <laughs> it's not normal. No, it's not that's even right. something. I don't even, at, at my age now, I don't even spend my summers dedicated to just nonprofit mm, work. So mm. at 15, um, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was it's spiritual, I guess. Well, it's good for you. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. time of your life that, you know, and there's not, as a leader, there's nothing wrong with you being the visionary and asking someone else to run the operation because they've got a skill set, they've got the experience, they've got the age or whatever. So I think whatever was supposed to happen at that time happened. Now, knowing what you know and you being who you are, what, would you, what advice would you give aspiring entrepreneurs? Maybe there's someone listening and thinking, oh, I'd love to start my business. I'd love to start my business. And they've been, put, they've been putting it off for two years, three years, five years, six years, waiting for the right time for them to start their business. What golden nuggets can you give and say, look, this is the way you would do it based on what you know? Well, the, the first thing I tell them is that there is no right time. Mm. It will never be right. And and the, the further you push it, the more likely it is that somebody else is going to do it if it's a really good idea, because that means it's serving a need. Um, and life will always be there. So there won't ever be a right time. Um, but personally, I will tell them to make sure that they learn themselves and they learn their industry. Because once you put it out there into the world that this is what I'm doing and this is the need that I'm serving, business starts. So, you know, like there's a demand and there's a need and you have to now serve that need. You have put it out there and there are expectations that surround you. Mm. So I would say know yourself because the industry will change, your customers will change, the landscape will change, but who you are and this need that you want to serve should not change. Uh, one of my mentors told me when I was starting, Andrina, marry your mission, date your model. So say that again. Marry your mission and date your model. Oh, the microphone's gone. Ma Go so ahead. one of my 
One of my mentors told me, marry your mission and date your model. Wow. wow. Yeah. And what he meant by that is why you're going into business now, whether you're in it for five years or 30 years, let that why kind of motivate you through this journey. Yourself. But date your model because other things around you will change and you need to be kind of amenable to that. Um, so I would tell them that and then learn systems. Mm. learn systems. I, I always tell people the difference to me between passion and purpose is passion is what gets me up in the morning. Purpose is what puts me to sleep at night. Okay. And so, you know, through the ebb and flow of, of business, like be passionate about what you're doing because it'll motivate you. But that purpose thing, when you work really hard and you build it sustainably and you have good infrastructure, you can go to sleep with a lot of peace because you've given it your all. Like you're building very, very wisely. Mm, absolutely. Fantastic. The um, great, 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 great answer there. The I know your faith has played a good part of your, your life, your upbringing and what you do now. How has faith and purpose, and I believe you're a Christian. Yeah. How, yeah, thank you. How have faith, whatever, whoever's listening, whatever faith you have, how's that and purpose um, helped you to be who you are now or the kind of business that you, you have? Well, it's shaped a lot. Um, I'll say this at a very foundational level, it's given me something to work toward that's bigger than myself. Mm. And that, that keeps me accountable. Um, so when I want to quit, um, because it's something bigger than me, I keep going. Um, when it's low and it's discouraging, you know, I talk a lot about those first, you know, few years of business, believing that there's a, a bigger force that's kind of moving me along and helping and shaping and providing and doing all these things kept me hopeful. Um, so it's bigger than that. And that's just kind of on the intrinsic motivation side. But on the actual implementation and execution side, what I do is I help nonprofits. Right. So I help nonprofits start. I help nonprofits grow. And again, because I believe that humanity is built around this concept of us helping each other grow. When I work with other people's nonprofits, whether they're faith based or not, I believe in this concept of if you help someone else and they help someone else and they help someone else. That's what makes our ecosystem works. Right. And again, at a, a very foundational level, I think that's rooted in this faith that I have that there's something bigger that wants something good for us. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, and that, that's a great way to live. And you're the author of a few books. Uh, and one of them is, is it The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur? It is. Hey, <laughs> They won't teach the thing. Five things they don't teach won't teach you at business school. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what what, what is that about? How did you come up with? It? I think it's a great title. The misadventures of a new entrepreneur. Things that go wrong that will go wrong. Go ahead. So I, I love that title because it is so long. Um, but it's a tell-all. You know, as soon as I hit that seven-year mark and I felt like I could breathe a little bit. I just wrote down everything that I wish other people would have told me. So, you know, the five things being emotional, physical, spiritual, social, you know, mental health, all of that. Mm. Um, again, because when I started, I had this idea that there was going to be insta success. Mm. I'm good at what I do. I have these clients lined up. So obviously the millions are going to roll in. And that's not what happened. <laughs> Many people have that misconception. Yeah, I hear you. 
exactly. It was far from reality. And, and so I wrote this to aspiring entrepreneurs to let them know, listen, there's beauty in your vision, right? Whatever it is that you want to do, absolutely it can be done. And I believe I'm a living testament of that. But here are some of the things that you need to be prepared for. One, entrepreneurship can be very lonely, right? You know, on my social media and Facebook feed, all the time I see people complaining about how no one supports them. Mm. They're not obligated to support you, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so just figuring out how do you keep moving forward when it's lonely? How do you build systems for cash flow? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify your revenue streams, even with the one business idea. Um, And again, so I wrote this book to inspire and motivate, but also to tell people these are some technical things that you can do to better position yourself, especially early on. Yeah, it sounds like a great, I'll have to um, get hold of that book. Uh, That's fantastic. Hey, listen, um, you are involved in two main areas, if I can put it that. You have your consulting practice, I believe, and you have your nonprofit work that you do. Yeah. How do you manage the two? How do they interrelate, if at all? And why those two things? One is designed to make profit and one's designed to actually give back and help others. Go ahead. Yeah, how they're connected. Again, my kind of wheelhouse is nonprofit work. And so I started my first business, Perk, to provide consulting services. Went through this drought I've been talking about the last you know few minutes. And then I realized, okay, you've gone through some things, you've managed to survive and you're still going. So why not help other women who look like you, feel like you um, to be able to do that? So that's when I created McQuen, um, another long name, but Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network, um, which is a faith-based nonprofit for women of color who want to start business. what I was, when I was going through the things I was going through, I didn't find communities for me. I found communities that were going to motivate me to death, you know, inspirational (laughs) quotes every day, but I still had to compete once I left this inspirational session. Or I found things that were so technical that they were completely over my head. And I still had to deal with kind of the social components of entrepreneurship. And so McQuinn became this community that merged the both. That's our attempt, um, where if you're starting a business or you're running a business, the message is you're not alone. So, you know, take your pick. If you need technical support, here are some resources. If you just need community and some encouragement because it's a low season for you right now, take your pick from these as well. That's fantastic. Very, very good. Now, for those, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs uh, and or business owners. For those who want to know more about what you do or connect with you, what is the best way for them to um, connect with you? Yeah, so our our website, parkconsulting.net, that's my consulting practice, and you can get a 30-minute consultation free Mm -hmm. there. You can also find some downloadable resources to get you started, blog articles, things like that perkconsulting.net, not .com. <laughs> All right, we will share it here, perkconsulting.net. And I'm saying it in a very English accent. <laughs> we've got the, uh, the American accent, we've got the English accent, and we can do the African accent if you so wish <laughs> as <Yes>. well. <laughs> uh, so both of us have our roots in West Africa, me from Ghana, Andrina's family from uh, Sierra Leone. I, have, I was saying to Adrina earlier on, I have family... Uh, from Sierra Leone as well, which is fantastic. 
So uh, let me say this. In a moment, I'm going to come back to you for your last few words, if you will. Um, and I want to share with our audience here that there are many people in life that you may come across, some of them you've never heard of. And so when you rewind back in your life and you think, oh, I came across this person and that got me on the trajectory of where I am now. Or I came across this person and that really shifted the way I thought and looked at things. Yes. Today you're listening to Andrina Sawyer, who she has been through some tough stuff, but she's committed and dedicated herself to help other people, regardless of what she's been through. If you're struggling in your business right now, know there are people like Andrina out there that can help you. If you're struggling in life right now, you, it doesn't have to be a struggle. There are people who will support you. Just be honest with yourself, hold your hand up and say, and ask a question, and ask a question. People will be there to help you. And I'll just go to Andrina now. Andrina, any last few words you want to share, share anything that's come to your mind um, whilst we're having this conversation that we haven't touched upon yet, but you'd love to share with our audience? Yeah, just, just to encourage those that are just starting out, um, you'd be surprised at how far you go if you stick with it. Um, you know, I was telling Mac earlier, I'm celebrating 11 years this year, and uh, everything seemed impossible in year one and two. But you'd be so surprised at the freedom that entrepreneurship affords you, just the, the comfort and the peace of mind knowing you created something from scratch and you're building it um, well. So those that are operational, I would say, uh, remember why you started. You mm. know, I think Mac and I probably know better than than some how hard this journey is. Um, but remember why you started and the impact that you're making. If that's for legacy, if that's for wealth building, whatever it is, um, you're doing it. <laughs> so keep uh, going. Absolutely. Fantastic. Hey, Andrina, have you ever done any kind of collaboration work that has helped your business to move forward? Any kind of joint ventures or strategic alliance partnerships that you've done that's really actually just put you into faster momentum than you could have probably done on your own? Have you ever experienced that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I believe in that. Yep. As a uh, someone who started as a solopreneur, yeah. you need capacity to build. And that's one of the quickest ways is strategic partnerships. Do you have any, an example of where you strategically aligned with somebody, whether accidentally or on purpose, that actually created a shift for you that maybe ordinarily could have taken you months or years to get to that same place? Yeah. So there, okay. So ironically, there was an organization that I helped start. Mm. Um, like I did the consulting work for their entity formation. And they ended up surpassing me because I was in terms of reach and just, right. you know, their, their visibility. Um, so when I when I was consulting with them, I was a solopreneur. They had a small team. They were nonprofits. They had their board and then a small team of volunteers. Before I knew it, they were reaching thousands of people in the D.C. area and internationally in West Africa. So I did a partnership with them for referrals. That's how it started was the conversation can you all refer people to me mm. and I'll provide these types of services, a lot of it pro bono, just, you know, in good faith, just bartering with them. And that partnership that started off just based on referrals actually almost doubled my client load because of the reach that they had. And I continued to do what I did. And it actually helped me grow my team as well. 
to be able to onboard people because it got to a point where they were referring so many people that I couldn't continue as a solopreneur. Wow. I had to, you know, I had to bring in people to help me do the work. So what I'm hearing you say is that just that one strategic alliance, that joint venture partnership brought you so much business that you had to start saying, I can't do this on my own. I've got to build a proper business and I've got to get people on board to work with me on this. And so it's what I often tell our clients that do joint ventures. Now, for those listening, if you don't know what a joint venture is or a strategic alliance is, I've got a free training on this, macatrum.com, go there, learn, uh, and it's free anyway. So just go and check it out. Uh, because I think if you want to generate more leads, if you want to create more sales and you, you want to improve your profits, one of the fastest, well, the, mo the fastest way to do that is aligned with people or organizations or institutions who already have your ideal clients. So on that note, I want to say, Andrina, thank you for being here. Everybody else listening in, remember to like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do. Share this out to everybody, all your friends, your family, your associates that need to hear Andrina Sawyer today. Make sure you share it out and like what we're doing. Andrina, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Max. This is great. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. And you take care. God bless you and continue blessing you to do more of the awesome work that you are already doing in not only changing your life, but changing the lives of so many people, both professionally in the business world and in the not-for-profit world as well. So until we speak again, take care. Much love. God bless. Bye for now.